0: I'm going to hand over to my wonderful husband. Thank you, Paul.: Awesome. The only wonderful here is Jesus, eh? Yeah. Praise God. Well, what a privilege just to be here with you again this morning. It's very exciting, and the excitement here at excite just overwhelms me. I think that was I was mind you, I was, I was blown away by the fall of man, but I think, thankfully, redemption's coming. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God for his love. Praise God that he sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We are redeemed not with corruptible things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the sacrifice, the one offering. By one offering, he is perfected forever those that are sanctified, those who have been set apart by God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, it's joyful January, and already we've had three amazing messages. And I thought, well, I can't really top what's already happened, especially with Reuben last week and Ruth the week before and Dave as he opened it up. So I was thinking of Joy. We'll get to that in a minute. First of all, I want to share with you a little uh, story. Lance, who was in the uh, music team here, our brother Lance, him and Mel are gone to Auckland. We really miss them, don't we? Here. Yeah. Lovely couple, eh? Serving the Lord down there now, but they will be back. We prophesy that, that out. They did say in a couple of years. Actually, they've stored their gear up in my shed, so we're just holding it there to make sure they do come back. But Lance, about three months ago, gave me a prophecy. As you might know, I might have mentioned before in our business with the beekeeping, we've had three really trying, tough years. And Lance, way back in the spring, said to me, I've been praying to the Lord for you, Paul. And uh, he's given me two words, excessive yield and overflow. And I must tell you that that has come true. I've already rung them up in Auckland and said that's come true. We've got the biggest year we've had in 20 years. In fact, poor old Reece, my son-in-law, is in there shared extracting. We've got a backlog, probably what 1,250 boxes as we stand that are still waiting to be extracted, and there'll be another 1,200 coming in in the four days this week. The boys are bringing in 300 boxes a day. Had we put another 3,000 out there, they might have filled up as well. But as you see, we're having great weather. So the sign of a prophet is that when they prophesy, it comes true. Yeah. So I was able to encourage my brother with his gift of prophecy, and I felt encouraged as well. Now, we've all, we might be having a great year, but we also have our challenges, and life's full of challenges, and I know you guys don't have any challenges, but we have a few. And uh, <laughs> we were hitting a brick wall with honey sales because we've got a shed full of honey, and then we've got another big crop coming in. So we need to sell the honey. But we we're away, heading away last week, and uh, just as we we're about to head off down to uh, the lakes, Kuiwi Lakes, where we go each year with the family to camping, that very morning, uh, Carmel rings up and she says, I've got to sale for five drums. So I immediately thought, five's the number of grace, God is a gracious God, he's speaking to me again. You know, I love numbers, I love all that sort of figures stuff, so I'm always aware that my dad speaks to me in that way. And... Uh, so I was quite excited about that. But then I get down to Dargival about two hours later. She phones me again and says, I've got to sale for 12 ton. Wow. So that was good. And that was only a week ago. We've been paid in full for that. So now I can pay Reese. Reese, I can get your wages through this week. So praise <laughs> God. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we just celebrate God's goodness. And when I was thinking about joy this morning, I was thinking it is our Father's love. That brings, that will give us joy. It originates from love, the love of our Father. When we look at the fruit of the Spirit, and it's already been mentioned many times here, love, joy, peace. The greatest thing is love. When, when Paul was speaking to uh, the Corinthians, he was speaking to them about the spiritual gifts in uh, chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, he, he says, but now I'm going to show you a more excellent way. You might be gifted. You might have all the gifts of the Spirit. You might be moving in the gifts, but there's something that's even more excellent. There's something that is needed that is so great to go with that, and that is love. Therefore, we have chapter 13, the great love chapter of Corinthians. A more excellent way, the way of love. And God's been speaking to me about that. Sometimes I'm slow, so uh, slow to listen to my father or so slow to trust my heavenly dad, but he's always got our back. And that's why Jesus came. He came to speak to us of the father. When we read in John's gospel through all those chapters, he told them like, about going to prepare a place for us, going back to the Father's house. He spoke all about the Father. He came to reveal uh, the Father's uh, heart and to tell us of the Father's house and the Father's love for us. And he he said in John 15, verse 11, he said, These things I have spoken to you that my joy, my joy may remain with you. When Jesus has joy, it's not just in a small measure. It will outlast and outstand every test. The joy that we have, as we've already heard, is not just happiness. It's far deeper than that, that even when we're going through the trials of life, that joy is so strong and it outlasts anything we go through. So he says, I've spoken these things to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. So are you full of joy this morning? The joy of the Lord is our strength, is it not? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Just a thought. It's more than that. It's real. (laughs) Trouble is we have too many thoughts. That's our problem. Living from here. That's an extra. So our Father's love. Our Father's love. God is a loving Father. And he... His longing heart has always been that we would get to know His love more, get to know Him more. He longs for us. He wants us to trust Him, no matter what we're going through in life. He wants to reveal Himself to us, and that's why He sent Jesus to be our Savior. You know, you originated in His heart. You were chosen in Christ from before the foundation of the world. He has a great heart of love. Sometimes as a father, I know for me as a dad, I, misrep- I mis- mis-present or mis- misrepresent, misrepresent my heavenly father. See, it's, it's my job as a father to represent my heavenly father to my children, but so often I misrepresent him. And uh, I don't want to do that, but sometimes I do. And God always brings me back to, to, the, to the place where His Father, our father is just so loving. His heart is always for us. No matter what we go through, no matter the disappointments that we give him, he's still there. He's unchanging towards us. And as we grow up and as we have children, we all know as parents, we do get disappointments at times from our children. And uh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. It's just sad to say. <laughs> But um, we, tr- we love them regardless. No matter what they go through, we love them. Love will cover the multitude of sins. Because they're our children, no matter what, we love them anyway. They don't have to earn our love. We just love them because they're our kids. They're a gift from God. And it's love that wins through. And if we're patient, something beautiful happens. God comes in, our Father comes in, and just like it says in the Word, your children shall be all taught of the Lord. And it happens. And it's wonderful to watch, but sometimes we've got to wait a while. Sometimes there's got to be a storm, and there's got to be another storm. And, but just be patient, because God has got everything in his, in his hands. See, God has been misrepresented many times. God is not, a dist- He's not distant and angry. The truth is that He is loving, gentle, and kind. In fact, he's the nicest person in the universe, you could say. And I wonder if the community out there know that. Or do they think he's an angry God that's against them and that disagrees with everything they do and he's there with a big stick? It's not how we're supposed to represent God. He is a loving Father. He has made us accepted in Christ. In fact, John 3.16 says, "'For God so loved the world.'" that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. And then it says in verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. He could have done that, but that the world through him might be saved. And Jesus, God waited 4,000 years, with Jesus at the River Jordan getting baptized by John the Baptist before the Holy Spirit could come down in peace, before God found his man, the one man that was perfect in his sight, always doing the will of the Father. And yet he sent him to be our Savior. God sent his son, wicked hands took him. They said, away with him, crucify him. We will not have this man to reign over us. He didn't send him to condemn us. He could have condemned us. He was pure. He was righteous. He could have said, look at you. But no, he laid down his life for us and he took our place. Praise his name. Jesus said there's joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. Heaven's a joyful place. You might think excites joyful this morning. It's a happy place. It's a joyful place. Wait till you get to heaven. In fact, just go there and have a look. In the spirit, it's a happy place. We can go. We have access into the Father's house. It's a happy place. Our Father's delight. I want to tell you this morning, your heavenly Father is delighted with you. You might think you're failing. He's just got loving eyes, love-tinted glasses. He is for you. In fact, we read in Romans 8, if God be for you, who can be against us? Your biggest enemy that you'll ever face in life is often yourself. Low self-esteem. But even then, you cannot be against you because God is for you. Just just see yourself as God sees you. What would he not hold back when it comes to blessing you? When Jesus started his earthly ministry, he went about doing uh, the will of the Father. But it created a real threat to the religious leaders of the day. Because he came to show the love of the Father. Now, when you've got a family, uh, sometimes there's a bit of sibling rivalry. Sometimes, some parents, and I hope that's not you guys, have favorites. I hope they're all your favorites, by the way. We don't separate, I know Ruth and I don't separate one kid or value one child above the other. They're all Equal as far they're all a gift from God. They all have various gifts and talents, but Jesus became—he was special. He became a great threat to the religious leaders. He was not condemning people, and therefore, what happened when he came to declare the Father's love to all humanity? They came out of the towns and out of the cities. They came out in droves. They just loved to be around him. And the religious leaders, well, their town's emptied out, and there they were standing, jealous as anything. They thought they were the favorites with God, that they were a, you know, a step above everyone else, that God had to get permission from them to whatever He did on earth. Not so. Here came God's Son, and He showed the love of the Father, our Father, to all humanity. And that's what He's called you and I to do. We've been talking already this morning about abiding in the vine, Abiding in Christ. We're one with Him and we're one with the Father and we're co-heirs, join heirs with our Lord, heirs of God and join heirs with our Lord Jesus Christ and we're to take forth the Father's love and to shine out the light of His love to our community so that people will be attracted out of the valleys and out of the hills to come and just to be loved to be around us. Because we're not condemning, we're accepting. We build them up with our words. We tell them how valuable they are. Not just our children, but our friends and neighbors. And that there is a God who loves them and cares for them and has a plan for them without being too religious. God will open the door if our heart is right. It's amazing what He can do. So Jesus was really popular. He really was. Everybody wants to be around Jesus. Everyone's looking for love. God is love. And He said His Son, because He loved us and He truly represented the Father, Our Father is love. Now, God, our Father, He displayed His approval of His Son when He He was baptized at the River Jordan. He said, this is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. Isn't that interesting how that it was immediately after that that Jesus began His earthly ministry? He moved out of the approval of the Father. Do you know, if you give approval to your children, if we give approval to one another... And we show them how much we value them, it will give them confidence. It will change their destiny, their, their, their life. Rather than if we pick out and say, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, just tell them how, how awesome they are, how much we love them, how special they are, how you, how you see them as being a gift from your heavenly Father. Isn't that interesting? God said, even of Jesus, his son, he says, This is my beloved son. Suddenly Jesus is out doing the ministry. You know. Praise God. Just a thought. So God approves of you. He approved of his son. And he approves of you. You might think, oh, who am I? I'm, you know, I'm not up the front of the church. I'm not, I've just little old me. No, no. You're very, very special. Every one of us on the same plane, we're all the favorites of God. He approves of each one of us. He thought about us, designed us, planned us all different, like every flower is different, every snowflake is different. You don't have to be somebody else. Just be who God's created you to be because there's only one of you in the whole world. And he approves of you. And he wants you to know that. And he knows the struggles you've been going through, even this last week. And you will have trials in this world. You'll have temptations. You'll have trials. You'll have struggles. But Jesus said, be happy. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. He approves of you. Sometimes you might think things are happening to you because God is is angry with you. But no, no, no. That's That's not the God I know. That's not my Father. He is for us. He loves you. There's nothing he'd hold back. He wants to give you everything. But in order sometimes for you to get it, sometimes he's got to allow you to go through the storm so that you might be strengthened. I know I've given the illustration before, I'm getting a bit off track here, but with the little plants, when you take them out of the tunnel house to go and put them in the paddock years ago, the um, rock melon plants with their weak stems after being in the glasshouse, they'd have to just go out behind the hedge for a week so they get a little bit of breeze. Because if you put them straight out in the middle of the paddock where the wind was, they'd snap off the stalks. They'd toughen up with the wind. You know we toughen up. The trials of life is what make us. If we never had a trial in life, we'd never be strong. When you push the weights, you get stronger. Can't you see? (laughs) You're not supposed to laugh at that point. I'll get Ruth to hold up a card. Now Laugh now. Don't laugh. Yeah. Our children need our approval. <clears throat> I might grab a drink. Okay, what's well, the time? Better move along. So, joy flows out of the Father's love. But what robs our joy in life? I want to give you three things just that I've come up with. The first one is the things we worry about. Sometimes it robs our joy when we start worrying about things. I do. I worry. One of my weak points is, well, sometimes I worry about the kids, but I worry about my business. That's my weak point and the children maybe. But what are you worrying about? Do you worry about your ability to get ahead in life, your ability to to provide? Maybe some of us men, even the women here, we want to provide for our children. And we worry about those things. What about finding a partner for life? You might be young here today, and you're worried about whether you, you'll be able to get a partner for life. You're worrying about, or even old, yeah. <laughs> worried about your husband or wife's ability to understand you. They misunderstand you. Does your wife understand you? She doesn't. That's all right. Don't worry. Mine doesn't fully understand me either. You might be worried about your children, about their safety, about who their friends are at school, who they're keeping company with. There's so many things that could worry you, and, and, and this will rob your joy if you start worrying. Yeah? It's time to trust our Father. If it, was, if it relied upon us for things to go well, we would have failed a long, long time ago. If it wasn't for our God that we sing of and praise and worship, who is faithful and true, wow. Just enjoy His love. He loves you. Let Him love you. Don't worry. Just hand it over to Him. 1 John 4 and 18 says, There is no fear in love. You're not going to be worried. Cast all your care upon Him. He cares for you. He who fears has been, not been made perfect in love." Sometimes we worry about things more than people. It's true about me, worrying about my business, getting stressed, and then the children feel it. And they get the message that other things maybe are more important than them. Worry will rob the joy. It'll rob the joy in our home, in our family, with our children. It'll rob our children's joy. The enemy comes to rob and destroy and to kill and steal. Don't let worry, worry about things rob your joy. Number two, what else robs our joy? Worry about being not being good enough. We've got a lot of that these days with all the uh, glamour you see in the media. Yeah, you're worrying about not being good enough. Maybe you think some of your brothers and sisters are better than you. Maybe your friends you think are better looking than you and and you think you're just not worthy. Maybe you see other people better in different areas of life than you are, and you just worry, I'm not good enough. You don't see yourself as being valuable. But God sees your heart. And He knows you, and He's created you to be you. And He loves you the way you are. And you are good enough. He's made you accepted. I think I've got that written down there, Ephesians 1, 6. He has made us accepted in His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Just trust in Him. You're not a mistake. You're not, you haven't evolved out of, from some amoeba out of the swamp 400 million years ago. It's a lie. There's many lies in the textbooks at school. Don't worry. Don't worry. You're created by God with a purpose, and he loves you. He values you so much. He sent the man that he delighted in, his son, to be your Savior, and he died on the cross for us. And we can receive Him as Lord and Savior. Psalm 149, uh, 39. sorry, verse 14 says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. Woo! I will praise you. Wow. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. Yes, good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Love your neighbor as yourself. See? Are you comfortable in your own skin here this morning? You need to be because you're very special and precious to your Father. He loves you. That's my one message I want to get across today is that your Father loves you. He accepts you. He's not angry with you. You delight Him, believe it or not. Isaiah 61 verse 3 speaks about our salvation, how He's given us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Yeah, that's good that we might be trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He might be glorified. Great words, eh? The living Word of God. I tell my children, I find myself telling my children not to worry. I see them now because I'm older. I've been through different trials with my business and in life. And now I see my children worrying about the things that I worried about. And I'm starting to tell them not to worry. See, worrying didn't do me any good. It didn't help the situation. The many times I've worried about my business, it didn't ever help. The many times I lay awake at night going through all the figures, wondering what I should do next, and I should have just gone to sleep and trusted in my heavenly Father. He's the God who opens doors that no man can shut and shuts doors that no man can open. We can trust in Him. Our Father's love will give you joy. Just bask in the sunshine of the love of your heavenly Father. Do not worry. So you can worry about things. You can worry about being good enough. Or the third thing, you can worry about your future. You know, as if we haven't got enough worries the last week and enough worries today. Not that I'm worried, but just so to speak. Some people want, want some more, so they worry about what hasn't even come yet. What a worry. Jesus said in Matthew 6 verse 25, do not worry about your life. That's pretty good, eh? And I love Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I have towards you, thoughts of peace and not evil. These are, this is God, eh? This is the Lord, Jehovah, to give you a future and a hope. He's already in our future. Don't worry about the future. He's already in our future. He's got plans for our future. He says in the Proverbs, man makes his plans, but the Lord orders his steps. So who cares what plans you got? Don't think they're going to all come to pass because he's going to order your steps. And he works all things after the counsel of his own will. So if you think if God's for you, not even yourself can be against you. <laughs> he's going to say, overridden, sorry, no, no, you come in this way and you go, What? I really wanted that job. Or I really wanted this. I wanted to go th- on this holiday. I to wanted- why did the door shut? I'm so disappointed. He's got it sorted. Don't worry about your future. Coronavirus. Good grief. Where'd you say you're from? China. We won't worry about that. Eh? Won't worry about that. No worries. That's kuna matata, isn't it? <laughs> Okay. Our Father loves us. In fact, John said in First John 3 and 1, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Oh, I love that. He had one son, and now we've been given the son's place. When we receive Jesus as Lord and Savior of our life, when we turn away from serving self and we make him Lord of all in our lives, Suddenly, we become the sons of God. Wow. Remember, you used to have those companies. used to be Smith and Son, Brown and Son, Watson and Sons, or, or whatever, you know? What about God and Sons? Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. Wow. Do you know, we're heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. We're in the same business. You know, recently, I run some companies up with the, with the honey, and, and I've made Jesus the CEO of our business. He's actually quite good at it. I was wondering for a while. It took me a while to look through a CV. And I had my doubts. I had to consult Ruth, of course. And we we prayed about it for about four months. No, we didn't. (laughs) We declared it. Amen. Wow. He's in our future. Hmm. John 17, 26, Jesus declares the Father's love, declaring the Father's love in that prayer there. And he says, the love with which you love me, that the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. Praise God. Don't let all those cares and worry rob your joy. The Father loves you. He's got your back. You may say, I don't feel that God loves me. I don't, I don't feel love. Yeah, I've been praying about this, and I haven't got the answer to my prayer. And, I'm, and now I've got this, and I, I hope to get a healing for my back, and, and that didn't come. And, and you know, maybe he's, he's not listening. And, you know, I just want him there to do what I want when I want it. You've just got to trust him. He does love you. It's not about whether you feel loved or not. We come back to the facts and the truth of the gospel. It's very clear. You only look away to the cross, and you see if God loves you or not. He loves you. There's no doubt in my mind He loves me. See, it's not about feelings. It's about the facts and the truth. It's not about trying. It's about trusting. The two are opposites. And our Father loves you. There's nothing He wants to withhold from you. He wants you to be blessed. And He wants you just to trust Him. Mm. So that's why He sent Jesus 2,000 years ago to come to earth to show us the Father's love. And to show us the way home again. Often when people come through the doors here, I think we have the, up, up on here in the morning, welcome home. That's what God wants to do. He wants to welcome people home to, the, to His love. Jesus came to welcome people home to the Father's love. The, the story of the prodigal son is all about the homecoming of the, the son that had gone far away. And, and yet the Father in His love was looking out from every day. And He's just wild, just so glad to see Him come home. That's our Heavenly Father. He's not angry. He's, he, he's got a party prepared like you wouldn't believe. You wonder why we jump up and down here and, and, and love to party. This is just the house of the Lord. The Lord is here. The King of kings and Lord of lords is here this morning in all his royal apparel. He's the bridegroom of our hearts. He's altogether lovely. He's the fairest of 10,000 to our souls. He's, he's the one we delight in. We glory in the Lord. It says that in the Word, let him that glories, let him glory in the Lord. It's all about him. All for his glory. The Father's house is your birthright, and it's your destiny. And it's your destiny to live on earth here as a much-loved child of God. One who is blessed, infinitely blessed of the Father, of your Father. And so I, we just point you here to the Lord, to the Father. I just feel that that's the re- reason why we're speaking this morning, is to share the Father's love. That's, joy flows out of knowing our Father, out of knowing and experiencing His love. David's, Dave Ramsey started the month with that verse on joy and And he spoke in Psalm 16, verse 11. And it's good to, in closing, to mention it again. You will show me the path of life. The path of life. Who is the way, the truth, and the life? Jesus. Says in Psalm 16, verse 11. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Wow. Why would I ever want to wander away from the Father? We all did that. We all had wandered far away from God, but He welcomes us back to the Father's house. If you've never received Jesus this morning, you can ask Him just to come into your heart, into your life. You can turn from all your trying, all your struggles, and you can just make Him Lord of your life this morning. It's a simple thing. He is for you. Your Heavenly Father is for you. That is the message this morning. And His, 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 His love far exceeds anything that you can do wrong. We, we are the ones that cane ourselves when we fail. We are the ones that give ourselves a hard time for, you know, missing something or making a mistake at work or messing up, you know. We, we are the ones that give ourselves a hard time, but our Father's love will just cover it all over. He is unchanging. His love to us is unchanging just like the love of the father in the story of the prodigal son. Just in closing, I was just going to show you a little card here that James gave me many years ago. could be 20 years ago. It might have been five years old. I've had it in my wallet. It's actually got 10 love hearts on it. Dad, look at that. Six on the front. Six is the number of man. That's probably for the old man. Sorry, just reading into that, aren't I? He says, I love you, Dad. That's nice. Hey, James. Oh, sorry, he's up there. Oh, sorry, I'm talking about James. I love you. Oh, look at that. I love you, Dad. When I count my bless, that's blessings. When I count my bless, so I must be his bless. When I count my bless. I always count you twice. Should have been three or four times, James. <laughs> That's good. Hey, I love you too. Dad. You know, you have a heavenly father. And he really loves you. And he's for you. He loves everything about you. Yeah, you might be different to your neighbour and you might be different to the person you're sitting beside or or, the, or your, your friend, or your friends, or the group that you're associated with in the community, but he just loves the fact that you are different because that's how he made you. If you just are comfortable with who he's made you with, you'll then be free to love and to share his love with others. It's his love that gives you joy. Don't worry, he's got everything in his control. You can trust him fully. He's even got your future. He's even in your future and got that mapped out. So now you can just freely stand up and just praise him. So let's rise and sing together, right?